conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. Conscious couples and individuals, welcome back to the one and only Conscious Couples Podcast. Today for episode 104, Actions Speak Louder Than Words. It is a aggressive title, but one that I think a lot of people can resonate with. It's very important to keep the promises you make to yourself and to others. Before we jump into this episode, as always, we just want to give a shout out to Next Level Podcast Solutions for producing this show and I believe 53 or so others. I got to really get that number right. It keeps changing though. Uh, and actually, I just launched a third podcast called The Next Level Audio Blog, and we're producing that as well. So it's getting kind of crazy. It's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Next Level Podcast Solutions. As always, my love, what is your intention for today's episode? My intention is for our listeners to help close the gap when they have said something to the other side of that gap to when they do something and help them understand when their actions are not speaking as loud as their words and what to do about that. Okay, so behind the scenes, before we jumped on the microphones, Emilia and I masterminded about this episode and we went a couple different ways with it. So a story that came up was I have a team member on NLU, we have a 21-person team, and this one team member has an amazing husband and a lot of the times when she would go and spend time with her friends that are also women, uh they would say, you're so lucky, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. And she would get so frustrated with them because she's like, it wasn't luck. (laughs) What were they referring to? What they were referring to is that her husband does the kitchen, uh, does the dishes, does laundry, does a lot of stuff around the house that most men, statistically speaking, don't do. And even before this episode, quite frankly, I was talking to Emilia. I said, "How how many men do you think do laundry and do you know, the dishes and take care of the kitchen and cook and do those kinds of things around the house. And she said, and I quote, uh, typically inside the house is the woman and outside the house, the landscaping, that kind of thing is typically the man. And again, I don't know the stats on this. I don't know if you do love, but what I do know is that my team member who has told the story several times to me, she's like, listen, it wasn't luck. I chose a husband who I knew would contribute. Mm -hmm. And so the idea underneath this is actions speak louder than words. Do you have a partner who wants to contribute to the household, wants to contribute to the relationship, wants to contribute to the parenting, wants to contribute both inside the house and outside the house, both in the career, but also in little things like laundry or dishes or whatever. And I asked Emilia, quite frankly, how rare she thinks our relationship is in this because I... I'm grateful to do those things. I have no problem with that. I I don't, I mean, lately you've been doing more of the kitchen stuff because I've been out here jeffing. Mm -hmm. But truth be told, I have no problem cooking for the rest of our life. I would love to do that. And I'm not going to cook gourmet meals by any means, but I'm happy to do what I can do. And 
I don't know if that's rare or what, but it, it definitely is. And so I'll share the opposite end of the spectrum. So for example, I have a client right now who uh, her and her partner are definitely going through a lot of different struggle and growth points. Um, they have a family, they have a household that they share together. But on the opposite side of this, to kind of provide a little bit of contrast in the example that Alan gave, the complete opposite is the truth in this client's situation. So for example, this partner, her partner on his own accord, because this was the household that he grew up in, in terms of the father, the partner, the male in the relationship, and this is a lot of gender roles too at play. So I'll just put that disclaimer here. But culturally and genderally, um, genderally, um, <laughs> this individual, you know, her partner doesn't really have this, this, desire to contribute on his own accord to the family anything outside of the money that he brings into the family household so he can go and do work and literally have a paycheck come in and that is the extent of his contribution again reinforced by the culture that he grew up in and the gender roles that were in that culture and i know a lot of families are very similar to that so that's why you know when alan shared his example it, very statistically rare and things are changing right they definitely there's more stay-at-home dads now than there ever has been and helpful kind of internal gender roles mixing and matching based upon the fact that over uh i think it's 51 percent of women now are the household breadwinners right so there's slack that needs to be picked up but back to my client like her partner does not want to contribute aside from literally just the paycheck so what happens when there are words that are saying i want to be a part of the team i want to you know help contribute to our family but yet the actions are not matching that the only action that this client of mine is seeing is really just the paycheck coming in and so there's the discrepancy between what you say you want to do her interpretation that looks very different than what her partner is actually willing to do. And I think that that's where a lot of the heart of this episode can really land because you have expectations, you have gender roles, all that stuff at play. So here's what my brain did with that. First and foremost, I now understand if that is true and it is statistically rare for a male in a relationship to contribute a ton in the household, that would make sense because that's why her friends are saying, you're so lucky. Exactly. Because that's implying that their husbands don't do any of that. Yeah, yeah. Which is apparently common. Um which again, I just don't personally get it. I yeah. think, you know, but again, I think one question that keeps jumping up already in this episode for our listeners, how much does your partner really want to contribute? Not just say yeah. they want to contribute and holistically. Not we were talking awkward. before this episode about holistic. I don't, I don't want to just contribute money. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and so this is what came up for me. You have words here. And uh, for those of you not on YouTube, I'm I'm holding my hand a little higher. And when actions only meet below the words, there's a gap there. Mm -hmm. Mind the gap. But, and I told Emilia this before, because I will sometimes say I want to do X, Y, Z. And then sometimes I fail forward and I don't do it maybe in the same amount of time or in the same day that I say it. And there would sometimes sometimes be a gap between my words and my actions in her consciousness. Yep. And I told her, sweetheart, can you please look at effort? Can you look at holistic effort instead of just results? And that's something that we had a breakthrough on because your brain was picking up more on results. Mm -hmm. And results do matter, but just because words are here, is there effort? And in this case with your client, there isn't effort. 
Yeah, not as as of late. And one of the reasons underneath that is because of the fact that we uncovered the fact that she wants them to be a team, but yet you can want something with your partner all day. But if they're not capable of it because of some underlying things, like for example, what we exposed was the expectation of what it means to be a man in the relationship, what it means to be a father in the relationship, what it means to be a partner and good at that, like the definitions that were totally different from their backgrounds. Uh, so you and I had an experience at Thanksgiving that I would love if you could please articulate because yeah. so we got it catered mm-hmm. and we went to Wegmans. It was awesome. Yep. And we got all the food, we you know brought it home and, and I was in charge of the logistics of heating it up. I didn't cook it, but I, I heated it up and it was actually a whole thing. So holy crap. Yeah. But you had articulated that that was very weird to have me do the kitchen uh, for your traditional family. Can you under- help help our listeners? Can you articulate for me and for our listeners why that is and and what our listeners can really do to break that? Because if that is the case and it's just unconscious expectations running, yeah, you're you're basically just gonna default into a pretty toxic situation. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think that it's very, um, a lot of evolutionary theory is involved with a lot of this. So like, for example, the gender stereotypical role of a male versus a female in different tribes and different cultures. I think that a lot of us have a lot of that epigenetically built within. And then we have cultural reinforcements of that narrative of women stay at home, right? And men go outside and into the world. So just from there, right? Women didn't have access to be able to have a job, not to mention to read or to do any of the things that males typically did have the ability and access and encouragement to go do. Hey everyone, this is Alicia Romanowicz. I wanted to take a second and give a shout out to Alan and Amelia. I've been listening to Next Level University podcast um, for a while now, and I've also joined in on group coaching and book club, and I've gained so much value from these. And recently, I have started listening to the Conscious Couple podcast and then joined in on their their monthly meetups with relationship talks. And um, from here, my wife and I decided to jump on a call with them and we had a few questions. Um, This has just been a great experience. They not only provided us with some great tips and things to implement, they also got back with us and to check and see how we were doing. And that has just meant so much to my wife and I. And I just really wanted to give a shout out and thank them so much. And if you haven't had a chance, to listen to the podcast or join in on the relationship talks. I highly recommend that. And also just jump on a call with them and get to know them a little bit better and just really lean into this resource. It's just been so valuable and I really appreciate it. Whenever we would watch an old movie, uh, a period piece is what it's called. Emilia would get really frustrated because I get so all the off. scenes in the companies and business are all men. Yeah. Uh, Women so, aren't even allowed to vote. Women aren't allowed to so read, wild. play sports even. Like, it's just blasphemy. It's but anyways. wild. Okay, so when it comes to Thanksgiving, so when it can, comes you, to Thanksgiving. can you explain what was going on maybe unconsciously in yep. your family's brain? Well, to- I think one of the things that I want to share here is I am very aware of the fact that these gender roles are at play. And I refuse to accept as an empowered female the fact that that is just going to be my life. So... For example, I refuse to accept the fact that whatever 
society or gender has defined my role in society to be. I refuse to let that dictate as opposed to my own thought process in our own collective decision-making paradigm. So given that, when Thanksgiving came around, I wanted to make sure that it was very clear that our values were upheld within everything that we do, including Thanksgiving and how we go about doing that and what, who is best suited. We run a meritocracy within our relationship and that is whoever is the best skilled to be able to do whatever role that is. That's what a meritocracy is, by the way, just for our listeners. A meritocracy means whoever has the most merit. In other words, if Emilia's knows the area, she should drive. Right. If I know the area, I should drive. Yep. You know, if I'm better at cooking, I should cook. If she's better at cooking, she should cook. That kind of thing versus right. because you're a female and because I'm Because you're a female. Exactly. But, but again, I'm, I'm not calling your family out by any means, but traditionally speaking in your family, uh, your mom and dad decided in advance that there would be a breadwinner and then a yep. CEO of the household, so exactly. to speak. Yep. And, and so for, for them... It was weird to see me in the kitchen, I think. I'm sure it was. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Can we go into and, and for that me, specifically? That was really important for me um, because you're really great at math and understanding a lot of different um, trains and trend lines and whatnot. And so when you have a thousand different things logistically from the cooking to the warming up to the volume of food from all that stuff like anyone that's ever been in the kitchen doing thanksgiving meal prep knows that it is a whole thing especially while trying to do, have small talk while also having <laughs> small talk while also visiting with guests so i really intuitively felt as though you were the best suited for running that like temperature volume stuff while we also kind of split and divided and conquered and i could imagine how weird that was for my family because of the fact that when it comes to thanksgiving i mean i haven't seen anything different to this but it's just been women in the kitchen men men sitting on the couch watching football with a beer or doing absolutely nothing really to help or contribute and over time there will be you know the the run to the packy store to get the alcohol or go to the groceries and the guys will do that but like the actual making it all come together was really the women in my household and generations can really attest to that so so what do our listeners do to break this cycle if they want to, if they so choose. That's the thing. So action speaking louder than words. I know that there is a ton of frustration when it comes to couples because there's gender roles that are naturally kind of pushed upon us within that male or female dynamic in a monogamous relationship. And I think that one of the biggest things for our listeners that I want to make sure is very clear is the fact that like that doesn't have to be your rule book. You can change the rule book, but not if you're doing so unconsciously, right? So you have to make a conscious decision. Do you want your actions to speak louder than the words of your past generations, of your ancestors? So what does that mean for your gender? Quick interject. Yeah. Whenever you say the rule book thing, I adore it. I always think of Pirates of the Caribbean when they're talking about the Pirates Code. Oh, yeah. And Barbosa's like, well, they're more like guidelines than actual rules. Right. And so anyways, the 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 conscious couples podcast i do want everyone to know was founded on create your own rule book yeah meaning do not just take What's whatever dogmatic religion or dogmatic and you have a funny story about dogma regarding the groundhog day thing oh yeah uh, and that's just another example of you don't have to believe that this is the one way to do things. Right. And so again, I just wanted to make that clear for our listeners. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Later. But really what I was saying when it comes to action, speaking louder than words, you have to first choose what is the rule book that you want in your own relationship. So for example, right, my client and, and same thing with, with your team members, like what type of relationship do they want? Because oftentimes we get into a relationship and we just bring all the baggage, all of our belief systems, all of our gender roles, all of our know-hows into the relationship that we're having. And we never actually question like, is this right for 
us? Is this right for me? This role, this whatever action in our relationship I'm agreeing to through my words, is this actually right for me? Is this what I want? Right. Now with my client, she's actually, she's, you know, she's the primary breadwinner and she is someone who like loves her career, loves the work that she does. So her doing cooking, cleaning, taking care of the household, taking care of the pets, doing all of these things. They in also addition, have a baby, right? They have a, yep. They have a child doing all of these things, coordinating logistics with family and childcare and everything. That is not what's optimal for her. What is optimal is to have the the vulnerability to share that she needs her laundry done. She needs help. She needs teamwork of her partner. And to actually communicate those needs as a whole, that's where the rule book can be rewritten. And that's kind of what they're doing right now. They're questioning what do they want in terms of the words that they're speaking. If I want to, if I want to say that I want to, I want to be a team, I want to be a great partner with you. I want to support our family. What does that actually mean to each partner? So for our listeners, when you say you want to be a team with your partner, let's reassess what does that actually look like in terms of action? Because here's the thing, and this is where couples get tripped up, ourselves included at certain pa- certain pastimes of our relationship. When you say you're going to do something, like, right, very innocent example, I want to be the best par- partner possible to you tonight, today, in general. Mm-hmm. What that means to me might look very different in action in terms of what it means to you. So I could go try to do, um, you know, all of the things that matter the most to you, what I believe matters to you, but that has no humility involved with it. What does it mean to be the best partner to you? What does that mean in actions, not just words? And that's where I think we jump to assumptions. We have expectations and all of that rides underneath the current and we never actually address that. So we need to give some tangible examples here. So yep. uh, what does it mean to you to feel supported? That's a great question to start with. Yep. And Go ahead. Yep. I was just going to say, number one, ask the question, what does it mean to feel supported by you? No, I'm actually asking you, Love. Oh. Live. Oh, maybe. What does it mean for you? So, what does it mean to feel supported? I would say acts of service, number number one thing. You've done really great. Proactive service, acts of service. So, proactive acts of service might look like for Alan. His watch, setting his reminder and taking the babies out at three o'clock, i.e. our little bush tucker wolf, Tilly and Tao, our animals taking them outside and having them go to the bathroom at three o'clock when he says he's going to do it, when his reminder is set up, that's a great example of him actually meeting the expectation that I was under the agreement that we've talked about in terms of support. That's a great example for me. What about you? Okay. Uh, Feeling supported would be... um understanding that it's challenging to get a ton done in a single day. So at the beginning of our relationship, we would have these Sundays that were jam packed with a ton of things, ton of projects, ton of stuff. And I had to be honest with Emilia and courageous and vulnerable and say, I don't want to spend every Sunday doing 50 projects. I, I, I want to do, now we have something called the We Pyramid. We'll do another episode on it another time. But it, it really breaks it down to three main things that we do together, three main things that we do individually, and it sets our week up for success. So that would be another example. In other words, supporting R&R. So if I want to take some R&R and relax, you know, that you supporting that has been super, super helpful. And again, I didn't mean to interrupt you, love, but I also know that we're we're a little bit up against it. I got to jump uh, to another session. Thank you all so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. At the end of the day, that just to sum up here, 
When you say you're going to do something, make sure that your words are meeting your actions, but that you're checking in with your partner about what those actions actually need to look like. And what time frame are the expectations that are underneath that? Because we all have different expectations. It's so many assumptions. It's like, oh, I want to be the best partner possible. Okay, that's great. That's a great start. (laughs) Yeah. And we all want that. But what does that look like? Yeah. What what does that feel like? What are what are the most important leverage points that you can focus on? And at the end of the day, you just have to have the conversation. And so if you have a partner, think about your own situation right now, your own relationship. Have you created your own rule book? Or are you just defaulting to gender roles? Mm -hmm. Or are you just defaulting to uh, one person doing the finances and one person not. Mm-hmm. Is that what you actually want? And I think that's a good place to start. Again, this is a little bit of a heavy one and we're a little crunched for time. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. If you want help with this, we help our clients get on the same page, stay on the same page. It's like relationship insurance. I told Emilia, I do not want to be at the top of this mountain building, 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 not in love. I want to be in love along the way on the journey as well. And I often say this, I said, it's really easy to succeed, but it's very difficult to succeed while staying in love Mm. because success is easy when you're alone. It's hard when you need to be on a team and collaborate and you're under pressure and how do you handle those situations? So again, uh, Relationship Talks Coaching is going to be a safe space for you to reconnect with your partner, with two people there that have been there that have seen this you think it's a you problem it's actually a human problem (laughs) and we've seen many of them i won't say we've seen them all but we've seen patterns upon patterns upon patterns that make or break a relationship please book the first one is free Uh, the link will be in the show notes the link for our next rt event is also going to be in the show notes you can click there to register we hope you join us it's going to be february 15th at 6 p.m eastern standard time and we're going to get into all things how to stay emotionally connected so we hope to see you there Come in your comfies, come in your snuggies, do a little dance before, get into the vibes. You don't even have to have your camera or mic on. You can literally just join us from the comfort of your car, your home, wherever you're at. Um, And we would love to see you there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. As always, it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community, so please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia, and Alan is Lazarus 88 Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.